Good morning. And thank you very much for listening. We appreciate that. David Noreen, along with Marcus, this is the Morning KLH. And it's time for your entertainment news, your Hollywood update. And we're going to start with a soundbite from the Jimmy Kimmel Show. Kate Hudson was a guest. And she told a really bizarre story about her dad, Kurt Russell, going to O.J. Simpson's house while O.J. was running from the police back in 1994. We were at at a friend's house. We were at a friend's house watching the NBA Finals, who lived right down the street from O.J. Simpson at the time. And it was the big chase. Yeah. And Kurt, he was on, O.J. was on the 405, and Kurt all of a sudden just went, he knew. Oh, he's going home. He's going home. He's Next going thing home. you know, he gets in the car and he leaves. Yeah, I remember and, that. And yeah. we saw our dad, like, on television. Right. Like, behind the caution tape. How crazy is that? Very. Wow. Did like, he go there because he felt a connection, like he knew OJ and he wanted to help him? Or? I don't know. But, you know, you did, at that moment, she, of course, did not know the impact of what was happening. No, she did not. Once again, Kate Hudson right there. Ken Jennings was on the Kelly and Mark show, Jeopardy host Ken Jennings, and he talked about the job that he used to have. What did you do before Jeopardy? What was your job before? I was a computer guy. I was a programmer okay. in Salt Lake City. Any follow-up to that? Uh, no. <laughs> I wasn't that good at it. I wasn't that happy with it. I was having like an early midlife crisis in my 20s. Right. And, you know, what do I do? Do I go back to law school? What am I going to do with my life? Because right. I'm, I'm not that good at computers. And... On a whim, I tried out for Jeopardy. Ken Jennings, by the way, said his kids are slightly embarrassed by his fame, but there are moments when they think it's cool. How do your kids feel about you hosting the show? I feel like on some level they're, they act faintly embarrassed. I don't know. Like, how do your kids act about same. you hosting this yeah, show, same. right? It's, right. Yeah. But sometimes my younger kid will show me that, um, like, he said a joke about that I made to him. He'll, he sends it on to his group chat with Ooh, his friends. You made the group chat. I made the group chat. You're cool. So on some level, I must be slightly cool. Definitely. That's definitely. amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's yeah, maybe a low cool. level of. No, that's, <laughs> I think it's very cool. So that's the marker right there in the line of delineation. Yeah. Like if you make it in the group chat, you're, right. you're cool. Wonder what yeah, that right. feels like. Yeah. You don't know? I have no idea. Okay. All right. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli was recently told that she would not be asked back to host the kids' baking championship next season. She said it hurts because the show got her through a rough patch in her life. So I've been avoiding facing. Um, and not the something, not something I was talking about two days ago. I've been avoiding facing what I got confirmation for last night, and I didn't want to talk about it last night. I wanted to sleep on it because um, it really hurt my feelings. And I know it's not supposed to. Logically, I know that it's business, budget cuts, right? But it really hurt my feelings to know that I'm not going to be asked back. Without sounding like a drama queen, the show saved my life. Working with all of those really wonderful people and feeling productive and knowing I could spread some kindness, it helped me. It was like a flotation device. So it really hurts that I I won't be able to go back and see everybody and say, hey, I made it through. Hi. Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. That show's going to be n- just not the same without her. You I watch like, it? Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah. You I watch like it? her. She had her own show. Um, and I just think she's real, and I wonder what I the... I agree. She gets along with the kids on such a whole different level yeah. than, really? than Duff does. She's actually oh, yeah. hosted that, it said, I think, for four or five years now. Yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco 
He weighs in on schools closing down because of snow days. I just got off the phone with my buddy, and he said his kid's school just called him and said, there's going to be no classes tomorrow because they're expecting two to five inches of snow. Now, I don't know about you people who grew up in winter cities, but I grew up in the 80s. They didn't cancel school unless there was nine feet of snow on the ground and it was 50 below zero. And even then they were like, mm, I don't know, should we? I remember going outside for recess in 10 below weather and coming back inside have to thaw off and learn math. So it ain't right, people. They're right. Yeah. Can you tell he's our age? Yeah, totally. It was it's a so different funny. time. Every single generation, right? Mm-hmm. Walked up hill both ways. Yep. No shoes. People Magazine reports that Hulu has acquired Bon Jovi's first ever docu-series called Thank You, Good Night, The Bon Jovi Story. The series celebrates the band's 40th anniversary of their self-titled album, which was released January 21st, 1984. The docu-series also documents the band's history. The description of the docu-series, as thrilling as the story of a -a once-in-a-lifetime talent is, it's even more rare that a legend like John Bon Jovi lets the world into his most vulnerable moments while he's still living them. Uh, It's going to air in April. Which is very cool. This has nothing to do with the Bon Jovi story. I just want to know why a docu-series versus just like a two-hour-long documentary on any of the shows. Well, they've got four episodes, so my guess is they're just stretching it out. Okay. Just because we watched that uh, show that you were talking about, the American Nightmare, Mm -hmm. about the Gone Girl thing, and it was a docu-series, and it was... Yeah. You know, they were 45 minutes each. I right. They could have sat just... down and watched the mm-hmm. whole thing. I but agree. There must be some research behind that. On the Kelly Clarkson show, Jodie Foster talks about painting her face for the Packers game. Jodie Foster, a huge Packers fan. And I'm a Green Bay fan, yeah. so sorry well, about that. I watch that game and I go, you know what? You deserve it. Oh, look at your cheese head. You get into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm with a Super Bowl ring. Oh, my God. My, my friend has. That's, look. Look, Alex is uh, emptying the dishwasher. Yes. And that's As one does. And yes. I got my face painted at a children's birthday party. Yes. For the for the game, big game. But my friend does have a genuine real Super Bowl ring, so she let me wear it for that picture. Why does your friend what is she what? Her uh mm. brother-in-law, whatever. Something you know, there. Something that's cool. Mm, that's okay. something she's not gonna share. No, I don't think so. As if she doesn't know the story. That's what I like. She's yeah. a good actress. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Brother-in-law, something. something. I'm not sure yeah. exactly. And Billy Joel releasing his first new song in 17 years. It's officially dropping February 1st, but Billy Joel teased the song yesterday on Instagram. The last time Billy Joel released any new music was 2007 when he put out two singles. And before that, he hadn't released anything new and original since his 1993 album, River of Dreams. Here's a little slice. It's called Turn the Lights Back On. Sounds like a classic Billy Joel song. Mm -hmm. And that's all he released. It's officially out February 1st. And that is your entertainment news on this Tuesday morning. KLH.